Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 256. Today is Monday, June 26th, 2023. We are right on the cusp of the 4th of July, the final week. I'm excited. Um, Also, I want to point out right away uh, that next Monday and Tuesday, that's going to be July 3rd, July 4th, we will not be having Elijah Fire. Uh, So you'll have to tune back in the day after on the 5th for the next Elijah Fire episode. Um, Today's going to be a great episode, you guys. Um, You know, I was talking with Monday last week. He presented two topics. You guys know that we've been on a kind of track of salvation. um, And that's a really exciting thing. Um, Obviously, you could be like, big there, done that. But the way I look at that is... Because we, you know, we ask people what what's on their heart to share, and this is something that guests continually go bring this topic up. And so I look at that and I go, God is clearly trying to communicate with some of you, and He loves you so much. And some of you are free regulars; you hang out, and you really needed to hear this. And He's going to do it as many times uh, because He's faithful and He loves you, and He wants you to get this. So, a big question of how do we know that we're saved? Um, and a whole lot of inf- affirmation on that subject today. It's going to be really good. Uh, but then kind of we're going to take it a step farther. Okay, now that, we, now that we know that, like, we've got to progress beyond that, right? Our entire lives, we can't just hang out in one spot and constantly need, need God to remind us, yes, you are saved. No, we talked about this. Yes, you are saved. I love you. Yes, you are saved. We want to move beyond that. We want to take that and go, okay, now that I'm a new creation in Christ, what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? So uh, we're going to be talking specifically about the prophetic. And it's going to be great, you guys. Uh, so this is going to be like firsthand for those of you that maybe are finally getting to the point where you're like, okay, Lord, I see the, the, I see the, the, the time loop I've been stuck in, the perpetual cycle of, of I get reassured, then something happens, and then I constantly need that reassurance. And, and we're breaking out of that time loop, guys. We're busting out. And then we're going to go, okay, here, now start doing this. Here, let's start walking in this. So it's going to be great. Um, if you're listening on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah Fire podcast yet, go ahead and give us a follow. That'll really help us out. Uh, yeah, again, I'm just looking at my notes. I want to say it one more time. No shows on Monday, July 3rd and Tuesday, July 4th. There's no shows those days. And then we're back in action on July 5th, Wednesday, July 5th. So um, my guest today, he's a co-founder of Contagious Love and International, along with his amazing wife, Jennifer Martin, which we had on last week. Um, he's a musician. He, what, what, what can't this guy do? He's an artist of artists. He is a musician of musicians, a songwriter of songwriter, a poet of poets. Um, and also, you guys can check out his new single, Undivided by his new band circus on broadway they're picking up picking up picking up traction guys they're picking up heat um type in circus on broadway undivided anywhere you listen to music and if you like rock it's pretty it's pretty slamming so uh without any further further ado let's give it up for my guest today monday martin oh Whoa! This thing on here grew a couple of inches last we saw you. <laughs> How's it going, Jeff? Hey, man! Thanks, thanks for having me back on, man. Yeah. I'm excited for today. Absolutely, yeah. I love having you on the show. 
you're you're a great guy you've got a great heart for the lord you're reaching people you're you're living a christian life you're setting a great example um you know contrary to what people might think about the mohawk you're still on fire for the lord you love jesus there you go here's <laughs> hair you know it was kind of like how the holy spirit told cat Kirk, you know do your hair pink and mm -hmm. It, it opens up all these doors for her to talk to people about heaven. And yeah. same for me, like the Mohawk, um, it opens doors for, you know, people compliment my hair a lot when I'm out in public. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like it grabs people, it gravitates them towards you and mm -hmm. your personality. And you can tell people about Jesus. It's fun. Yeah. So, okay, man, we are going to be talking about first things first, how to know you are saved Monday. Yes. How do you know that you're saved? I love um, when, when, basically when you look at fruit. Um, number one, we we all have to understand that our salvation was like it was bagged up for us, you know, two thousand years ago, um, and the new creation experience is. Um, you know, one that we all need to embrace and not buy the religious lie uh, or not live out our life as a Pharisee, but, you know, bear fruit, bear fruit that meets repentance. Um, and the scripture that Paul, I love, so, talks about in Ephesians 5, 8, you know, as you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And it's not necessarily like do this in order to get to heaven, but it's just basically saying, like, manifest what's already been done for you. You know, you are saved. You were you were a skunk's armpit before you got saved. And Jesus's blood made you pure and holy and white. And then Ephesians 5, 9 says, you know, for the fruits of light consist in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, darkness, but rather expose them. Um, but that doesn't. That doesn't mean to say like um, it's up to us to earn our salvation. I like to look at it from the perspective of just eat the bread of life, drink Jesus's blood daily and know that you're saved. And out of that joy, um, just be like that vine that's in the tree where Jesus said, I'm the vine. You're the branches apart from me. You can do nothing. So realize that you are you, you can't do this without absolutely being plugged into the vine, drinking the sap from the vine. Um, and knowing that salvation experience, man, we get to have a party. <laughs> I wanted this so bad. Like I went through too many years of condemnation, condemnation and I just wasn't being an effective Christian. To anyone around me, because condemnation, even after you said yes to Jesus. Oh yeah, I was uh, raised in a home by an alcoholic, and you know she later got free. I've told that story on here, but mm -hmm. you know I had this stigma already that God doesn't love me based on all the word curses that were spoken over me and the rejection. And um, I, the devil just loves to play on weak people. Uh, but when I finally discovered I can't do this. He did it all. Jesus did it all. Um, the party is at the cross. Um, my life dramatically changed. And this is Jeff. I'm being honest. Like just in the last three years, did I fully start embracing my salvation? Wow. Um, 
And I have a cool uh, encounter to share. Don't forget to remind me because I haven't shared this with you guys yet. I'm making making a note about cool encounter. And I had a... Mark, there we go. It it was um, just to give you guys like a foreshadow to keep you on. You have to stay for the story because I was actually having in in a dream the other night a conversation with the cross of Jesus Christ. I know that's funny, right? But um, Jesus will use uh, things in dreams, uh, even if it's like personifying an object like the cross. But it's really fun, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Okay. All right. The cross. I'm I'm just giving – I want to make sure that I nail this reminder to you. Oh, it's so good. So. Woo, I yeah. can't wait. So yeah, I man, I think that's a bit this is a big topic. And I love the transparency of like past three years really walking out. Like Yeah. You feel like there are a lot of Christians that are kind of in that boat of like just Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that revelation of because man, there are I don't want to get on a tangent, but I will say that there are some and I actually just saw a Christian today. Someone sent me a like a clip or a um something from this this uh this christian leader i'll say i'm not gonna say Uh who it is but they man every single time i see them i'm like do you smile at all like i've never (laughs) seen you like laugh i've never seen any any anything in you resemble joy and they may have good stuff to say they love the word, all that stuff, but they just don't, there's no joy. And I'm not, look, I don't think that that is now something we take what I just said and go, okay, everybody has to look a certain way. I recognize there are different personalities, but yeah, I just think that there are a lot of, sorry, why don't no, you just good. continue talking uh, about yeah, what well, I recently asked you. I was going to go down a rabbit trail. Anyways. Yeah, Martin Luther, um, one of the things I respect about him that he said that uh, was part of the great reformation was we have to be reminded about our salvation every day. <clears throat> so it's almost like you have to hear the good news every day because it truly is more good than you can realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that, just that statement in and of itself is powerful and look what happened with him. You know, the great reformation, um, I just want to see that happen in our generation. And I think what what's lacking, and you guys probably noticed this too, like um, we get Christians in our prophetic circles. Uh, we're so hungry to learn about the prophetic. We're so hungry to learn about signs and wonders and miracles and all that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, if you're not walking in signs and wonders, something's wrong and you need to get like filled with the Holy Spirit and get with a community that you can figure out how to walk this stuff out. But uh, we're so... I would almost say too obsessed with, you know, manifesting kingdom on earth and heaven on earth that we forget to go over just the basics. And that is you can't earn this. So if you're, if you're, if your foundation is only the prophetic or if your foundation is only like how to walk in miracles or um, if your foundation isn't the good news of Jesus Christ, um, that, that house is going to come falling down mm-hmm. um, when the winds come and when, Satan attacks you with doubts and um, you'll be like that house that was built on the sand and uh, you got to build your life on the rock. And what is that rock? The rock is Jesus Christ. The rock is the bread of life. The rock is salvation. And uh, so maybe it's good 
that some of us consider going back to salvation 101. Let's go back to 101, figure this all out again so we can get happy again. And maybe out of that, uh, our, our prophetic ministries will get even more insane and more attractive and more addictive and more fun. And uh, we might start seeing a lot more fishes jumping in our boat when we're out there trying to fish and casting nets, mm. you know? So Yeah. Well, and I think uh, something else that you said that was really important is recognizing that he already, that you couldn't do it on yourself, uh, on your own. And that Jesus did it all for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, I would actually love for you to pray for people now Yeah. in regards to that, because I don't think that we can really progress through, I mean, we're still going to be talking about this subject, but I don't know that people, there's certain people that can't receive anything else we're going to talk about because they're hung up on that. And I don't want to wait until the end of the episode to be like, okay, now potentially forget it so yeah yeah well father i just uh absolutely jeff father i just want to break off right now people that don't feel like they're good enough they don't match mm-hmm. up and they feel rejected by the lord some of you may even feel divorced from god mm-hmm. and i want you to know that is all lies from hell um the only thing that's trying to you know the devil's going to try to make you think well you're weak and just because you fall you know you're going to lose all your salvation it's mm-hmm. it's not really like that god he, he already kind of calculated our mistakes. <laughs> so just I pray right now that 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 listener will know that God calculated all your mistakes, all your failures before Jesus went to the cross. And he knew you were going to mess up. He knew you weren't going to get it right the first 10 years, maybe. <laughs> but uh, just know that if you have a sincere heart that wants to walk in the fruits of righteousness and you don't want sin in your life and um, you can be so joyful and you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. So we break those condem- condemning lies off now and just be a people of love and power in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even for the people that um, aren't struggling with that, uh, would you just give all of us, God, just a fresh revelation of mm. how deep your love is? Because that's something that we can always get deeper revelation of. Um, you being infinite, Lord, uh, you love to pour out your love on us. You love to bring deeper revelation. And so even for those of us that aren't struggling um, uh, with this, Lord, that you would just give us a deeper revelation of that love. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about blessed assurance. What is blessed, blessed assurance? What is blessed assurance? You know that old hymn. Uh, what I a actually great don't. Hymn. I don't think I do. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of pleasure divine. And it says, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. And so... If you have blessed assurance, dude, you are going to be walking around praising Jesus all day long. That song is true. Uh, and you will. Uh, what is it possible to have this blessed assurance? Some might say no. Some might say. Well, there is this argument and I agree with it to a certain extent. So this probably should come up in our discussion today. Um, 
is it okay to live in willful sin hmm. once we have received Christ, once we've received of the Holy Spirit? And we know the writer of Hebrews pretty much covered that in Hebrews 6. Very scary subjects about trampling on the, the Son of God's blood. However, this is my whole thing. If you are concerned today about your salvation, if you want to produce the fruits of righteousness. If you have a sincere heart, you may be still fighting that generational spirit of lust that's come down from your dad and your granddad. But as long as you're not walking in it on a day-to-day basis, now some might come to me and say, well, are you going to get damned if you look at porn once? I'll say, not if you got, not if you got before the Lord and your heart was humble and you said, God, I should not have done that. Forgive me, Mm -hmm. please. And then just, Go and sin no more. And so that's the invitation, though. It's it's not about like, I think some people are like, they think this journey of going and sinning no more is the boring road. And it's actually the most euphoric road. It's the most yeah. delightful road. Mm-hmm. And uh, they think the, that the salvation, the narrow way is like, you got to squeeze in tight. It's going to be just like those guys on the Holy Grail that beat themselves in the head with boards. You know, like, <laughs> I've got to suffer. I've got to suffer. I yeah. can't enjoy anything. I can't enjoy mm-hmm. fun. So that's bad too. Uh, you don't want to get so caught up in using all your passion to fight against sin that you literally become desensitized to any pleasure that there is in life. And I've seen people like that. They get bound with the spirit of religion and it's like they can't, they think they can't do anything or they'll not please God. And so there's this perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the balance maybe that Jesus wants to bring in people's lives. And that is, I know I'm saved. Number two, manifesting the fruits of that righteousness. And then number, number three, enjoying this journey. Cause Jesus did not put us on here on this earth to go through these trials and tribulations without joy. That is why he gave the Holy spirit, right? Jeff, like he was Mm -hmm. like, he's going to make your joy full. So you can know you're saved. You can get this revelation today, saints, if you're listening right now, you can see your future. The Holy Spirit will show you your future. And he's like, dude, you're saved. Am I going to be saved? Yes, you're going to be saved. Am I going to make it to heaven? Yes, you are going to make it to heaven. And God gives promises. And um, I love that. So just you have to enter into this. It's, It's can I give like a picture? It's like someone hands you a pill. And they say, if you take this pill and swallow it right now, you are going to experience joy and peace and prosperity and favor and love and and nothing that you've ever experienced before. If you'll just swallow this pill, um, you'll experience that. So that that saying, Christianity is experience. It, it's ex- <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's experiential. That's what I'm saying. But if someone just looks at that pill all their life, they go to church every Sunday and they hear about the pill. They praise God and worship with the songs written about that pill, but they never take the pill and swallow it for themselves. They're going to face heartache, depression, misery. So take, yeah, take the gospel. I've heard that before in some (laughs) Pentecostal circles. Just swallow the gospel. Like Jesus, here's another way to, to, to make you know that 
This is to be experiential. Jesus said, eat my flesh. That's experiential. Jesus said, drink my blood. That's experiential. Look, pretend this is Jesus' blood. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Oh my gosh, I'm forgiven. You know, it's, he wants to be in, he wants this revelation to be inside you. Mm-hmm. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter, but my father has revealed this to you that I am the rock. Mm-hmm. And upon this revelation, I'll build, build my church <laughs> and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yeah. When you take the pill, the gospel, when you drink his blood, when you eat his flesh, it's not a revelation from flesh. It's not a revelation from your blood. It's a revelation from heaven that God wants you to consume. Mm. And that's yeah. the problem is we're hearing the good news. We're going to church and hearing good sermons. Um, we're praising songs and a lot of us are faking it until we make it. We're like, all right, here we go. But we're not feeling it. We're not experiencing it. And, um, just drink it for lack of any better explanation. Just eat it and just drink it. I mean, even vampires and like people in witchcraft, they do it, but in the perverted way, they drink blood and they, they do horrible things. They realize that there's something about partaking. Um, and yeah, the Bible the blood, says, blood gives you access mm-hmm. to the spirit realm. And, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit just quickened this to me, that we are partakers uh, of the divine inheritance. You know, and man, that's cool. Like you're not just a churchgoer. Uh, you're literally a partaker of the divine inheritance, the divine nature of God. And if you look at God on his throne right now, you're not going to see a depressed, angry God. Um, He's angry at sin, right? You're going to see a God full of joy, full of love, full of peace. First John says, God is love. And you literally have to drink him on this side through the Holy Spirit in order to experience that. Well, I mean, and I think too, there's this whole thing. This is like something that God has been walking me through. I would say the past year, year and some change is just how significant the blood is. Yeah. And and Christ's sacrifice that he made for us and realizing, man, like for me, a lot of it was like, it's something that God, a, a big story that God used to really help this revelation for me. Um, and I'll tell it in a second, but you know, we get into this mindset of like, um, okay, well, I, I, I had this great mountaintop experience with the Lord. He forgave me. Okay. I fell back into sin, but now mm. there's no, now there's no, I blew it because there's no sacrifice for me. Look, the reality is this, the punishment for sin is death. It, there is something that is required. It will cost sin requires that something else die to pay for it right right to cover it here's the thing though and it's funny because this is in scripture but for some reason it just didn't sink in uh book of romans is awesome um yes is is that jesus paid that price and i know some people will hear me and go yeah i know jeff i hear you duh yes he did but it kind of goes back to that thing I've talked to a lot of like getting a deeper revelation of God's love where you're like, bro, Jesus loves me. And people are like, yeah, Jeff. And you're like, no, you don't understand. Jesus <laughs> loves me. You know, yeah. it's that same kind of 
thing is like deeper yeah. revelation of that. And, and the story that God always brought me back to was Peter. Peter spent a couple of years with Jesus frontline experience and was, I mean, at least on paper, you like, he's the most boisterous. He's the, he, if, on paper, you look at me go, no, Peter's never going to deny Jesus. There's no way, you know? And he's like, no, I'll go down with you, Jesus. Right. And then Jesus is like, you'll de- before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Can you imagine the shame he felt? He was with Jesus in the flesh he saw insane miracles he had i mean i always imagine like what we only have what they have in the gospels can you imagine the other like just absolute like truth bombs jesus was dropping with his disciples that were in the stories that weren't recorded um and in miracles that weren't recorded um so peter saw a lot of stuff the dude walked on water with jesus you know um albeit momentarily but he did um and yet he denied jesus not once not twice three times right while jesus is is in the process of being under trial on his way to the cross can you imagine the shame and yet look at the look at the end result of peter's life when he so that was one thing that got really that story got really highlighted for me of like you need greater revelation of what my blood has done. And oh, I, I know like, God, please show me, you know, and it's something that I can explain, but it's a spiritual matter. And, and, and God wants to give that revelation to everyone of just how I free love we that. Are. I love that. And um, yeah. And Peter was a real passionate person, you know, and um, I heard one person say this in a conference in Minnesota. One time he said, good leaders, let people fail. Mm. Um, and that's so key for you listeners right now. Like you can, you can see Jesus let Peter fail. He let his disciples fail um, and learn from those mistakes, you know? So if you're in a church where the pastor doesn't let you allow you to make mistakes, um, you know, be careful. You need, you need freedom in a community to be able to make mistakes, to be vulnerable, to be, um, uh, to find the path to freedom. And, um, and Jesus does that for everyone. It, it's it's different for every person. Like one person may have been raised in a wonderful, godly home and didn't have any problems hardly. Another person might have been raised in a very demonic, you know, molested when they're little and ritually abused in Satanist homes. And, you know, I, and I almost like think God grades each person differently. And that's that's a whole separate subject. But like there's people that are fighting heavier demons than some some people are. and so. You know, there's grace for for you. You know, um, the only thing that that Jesus, I feel like, you know, can't forgive is the decision to say, either I'm going to walk away from God and I'm never going to serve Him again. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because you know Jesus is real, and you say I'm not, and you blaspheme against Him, and your life changes, and you go to hell. Number two is um, you become a lukewarm Christian. And you don't really understand that salvation isn't just about getting to heaven. Uh, it's literally about being free to live the right way. I love how Winnie Banoff put it. <clears throat> it's an invitation uh, to eternal euphoria and an, an eternal life. But while we're on earth, it's an invitation to be free to live the right way. And there's so much joy that comes with that. And, um, 
you're you're sort of like on probation down here. Um, I feel like every single person is on probation. And when we die in this physical body and cross over, we're granted authority. We're granted re rewards um, based on what we chose to do here. So it's not what you do here that gets you to heaven, but what you do here um, gives you ranks in heaven, I believe. And so you're going to be rewarded. Uh, but number two, I kind of got off on a bunny trail is you can either just blaspheme the Holy Spirit and leave Christianity and never serve God again. Or number two, you could just say, I'm just going to trample on the son of God's blood and who gives a rip? You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. keep looking at porn all my life and I'm just going to keep fornicating. I'm going to keep, you know, uh, being an alcoholic. I'm going to keep smoking marijuana. And so, and that's that you can't have a blessed assurance when you are stone cold, hard to God. So there is that need of the repentance message, you know, that Steve Hill preached in the Browns for revival. But again, there's also the need to tell all the people in the room that have repented, let's go have a party. Does that make sense? Mm. I went so, a lot of subjects there. Well, in, in regards to the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, uh, let's talk about that for a second, because I'm trying mm. to like every step of the way as we're walking through this, catch, catch um, or identify areas where the enemy will try and exploit someone's worry or um, something that I've heard. And I wanted to hear what you, th you think about this, but I've heard other um, respected, well-known ministers say, they're like, if you are worried that you blaspheme the Holy spirit, when you actually have a relationship with him, you didn't commit that sin. Yes. I will agree with that. Um, this is something I struggle with. So I feel like I can speak into mm, this with, with authority yeah. and break it off people's lives. Yeah. Um, and it was tormenting. Let's, let's just say that. Um, let's just say that like you go work for the company, Apple, and you're like, Apple, this you Apple that you learn everything. Apple, you know, that Apple is the biggest tech company in the world. Um, but in your heart, you believe that and the proof is in the pudding, right? Like everyone knows Apple's the biggest tech company in the world. But one of the employees says, nah, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like forget that I learned that. And I'm going to go and we're going to just publicly denounce Apple. And we're just going to say, no, Microsoft is the biggest company in the world. This is like the worst scenario I've ever, or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. Well, it, 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 it also kind of, I guess maybe you could even say like, there are certain rules that apply to, you know, okay, Hey, when you're coding, this means this, this means that at Apple, say you're like an expert coder. And then you go and you go, Nope, I don't care. I'm going to do my own thing. And you completely like, yeah, just go against the grain and do your own thing. Right. Maybe that works a little better. But. Goes, goes against the grain. You do your own thing, even though you know you're supposed to do what you've been taught. So here's, here's why I say that. Um, in the Bible, Nicodemus, and y'all have to listen. I'm going to say this again. Listen to this if you've struggled with this. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the middle of the night and said, teacher, we know you're from God. All right. Remember that because mm -hmm. that's important. That's vitally important. Uh, Nicodemus said to Jesus, teacher, we know you're from God. 
All right. So what that means is Nicodemus was talking with other Pharisees and they were all like, hey, guys, he's the Messiah. He's the one that's promised. He's he's the one. We know it. And yet here's the big thing. Yet they publicly, even knowing that Jesus was the Messiah because of their love of power and their love of money, they publicly said, you know what, let's do Let's go at any extent. Let's go to any extent to make the people stop following him. So when he cast the demons out, um, they said, you're casting out demons in the name and by the power of Beelzebub. Uh-huh. And basically they weren't just, this wasn't just an ignorant person um, that's like, I'm going to go say something against Jesus and I'm going to say something against the Holy Spirit um, who, who had never been given that revelation that he's the Messiah. These people literally knew that he was the Messiah and they were willing to go so far as to out of the heart, the mouth speaks, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, because you've done this, you'll never be forgiven. And he, he immediately, they got cut off, uh, but they were already cut off. They weren't cut off just by saying it. They were cut off because they knew he was the Messiah, but they chose to reject him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It is ultimately rejecting salvation. Um, and you publicly or whatever, you just speak against it and you never you never surrender to the cross. Those people go to hell. That's the one sin God can't, God can't forgive is the sin of rejecting Jesus Christ. And do you feel like that's kind of a summation of your entire life? Because I look at like people who are like, okay, well, I'm following the Lord. Then I went into a rebellious streak. And then I came back to the Lord and I'm spirit filled now. Does that mean that he didn't forgive my rebellion? Because I knew what was right and I didn't do it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to address that too. Yeah, I think it's that scenario again where I was talking about like God calculated all your mistakes before he went to the cross. So if you've got one of those stories that were like, I got saved at a revival and I served the Lord for a year and I was like on the leadership of my church. And then I went back into like porn conventions and, you know, I lost. I I feel like I can't be saved again. Well, you came back. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the prodigal son? Have you ever mm-hmm. heard yeah. he knew what he knew what was wrong and he went and took his inheritance and spent it all on prostitutes and hey man, he screwed up but he came back and the father had open arms, welcome home son. So yeah. he he bagged all your salvation up. Yeah. Uh, it's really the 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 people that go to hell that are like so-called Christians are simply the people that just they don't really care about Jesus. They don't want to love Jesus. They don't want to submit to his Lordship. Those aren't the people that make it. But if you want to submit to his Lordship and you care about Jesus, you care about him like he's a real person, Mm. dude, it's don't called be good in condemnation news. anymore. It's called good, good news, news right? Reason. Good news. Yeah. There's no, well, but come on. If you, the thing I also say about like, and obviously this isn't, I don't know that this is like you can take what I'm about to say and fit it into any situation as an explanation for why someone maybe was following the Lord, fell away, and then came back. But I will say, um, just in my own life, not that I've ever had a backsliding period, but there are certain periods where certain aspects of my relationship with God really waned, and it was because of a lack of revelation. 
Yeah. Because once I had that revelation about this or that, all of a sudden it was like, boom, like it, you want to talk about firm foundation, you know, that revelation was it, you know? So um, I do feel like that is some of it with some people is not that they weren't really saved, but, but a, a, maybe a lack of revelation in certain areas of like, just how amazing, you know, Jesus is. Cause it's like, man, if I have that revelation, lack I, of revelation, I know I like, I'm not, I'm not going to want to go back to those things because I've tasted, I've been, I've been tasting the counterfeit and suddenly I have the real deal, you know? Right. So. And that, that's what Jesus was talking to when he said, uh, upon this rock, I'll build my church. It, the rock was the revelation because he, he asked them, like, who do they say I am? Mm -hmm. And some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, but who do you say I am? Yeah. Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And it, it, Jesus, Jesus is basically saying, upon this revelation, mm -hmm. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Yeah. If you have the revelation of the good news and you're manifesting it, dude, demons will come at you. Doubts will try to come at you. Temptations will try to come at you. But you will overcome hell. Mm. The gates of hell will not prevail against the ecclesia. Yeah. The church. That's a revelation. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And so let's talk Woo. about let's talk about the thief on the cross theology. This now is good. that's my favorite. This is real good. This is a guy, right? We need to cover this because it also it also shows just how scandalous God's grace can look, even to churchgoers. Like yeah. you remember the parable when Jesus was like. The, the 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 last hour labor's got the same pay. Dude, I literally was gonna I was <laughs> so, gonna read a portion right? of that. Yeah. As the and, ones who had been working and toiling and sweating, and don't you know I was out here sweating and my poured out my blood and where's my honor? You know, like where and that's pride, right? Your pride yeah. would want to say, like, who are all these newcomers? Why do they get in and I don't get I had to toil all day and mm. they come at the last hour and you're got you're like, here, you get the same pay. It's like, and God's just basically like, don't, don't I have the right to be merciful? It's my money. I can do whatever I want with it. Mm -hmm. So it is scandalous. Yeah. Now this thief that died next to Jesus Christ had not done any church works, any, love on your community, any evangelism. He hadn't prayed for anyone to be healed. He, he hadn't prayed for people to get saved. He hadn't water baptized people, you know. He hadn't casted out any demons. He didn't go to church and have like coffee and bagels on Sunday morning. He didn't know anything. But at the end of his life, as he's dying in his sins, what grants him access to paradise eternal? He just says, remember me. When you go to paradise, remember me. Yeah. And just, and God looked at his heart. Jesus looked at his heart and said, he believes that was his ticket in. So is your ticket into heaven belief? The answer, according to the thief in the cross, thief, thief on the cross theology is yes. Now, to be noted, worthy to be noted is, will they get the same rewards 
um, as a believer who was in the field and on the mission field and, mm. you know, pulled babies out of garbage dumps and raised them and gave them into orphanages. And, you know, maybe the reward system will be different on that side. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Uh, when we get there. Um, but just know this, if you've got a father that's on his deathbed right now, and he's still stubbornly fighting against the salvation message, if he says that prayer with you and believes in his heart, that God rose Jesus from the dead, uh, the minute before he is pulled from life support or whatever, you can know that your father's going to heaven. Hmm. And he may, he may have been bad all his life, but that is, that is why it's important to talk about this thief on the cross theology. Um, and if I can be even controversial, Jeff, I'll say there's going to be lesbians mm -hmm. that on their deathbed say that prayer to Jesus and forgive me, God. Mm -hmm. they're going to make it. We're going to get up there and we're going to, we're going to see a plethora of people that we, we barely believe could ever have made it there. Yeah, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I can't wait. I literally I know, can't wait, too, man. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I want to read just like a little um, section of that parable of the workers in the vineyard for those Do who it. don't aren't as familiar with this, especially like newer believers from mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 20. It's verses one through 16, but I'm just going to start in verse nine. So basically this, this worker, this guy who owns this vineyard, he's going out, he's hiring workers multiple times in the day. And he's saying, Hey, I've got this vineyard. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you X amount. I think it's one denarius. I'm going to pay you X amount of money. And um, at the end of the day, I'm going to, you're going to get this is how much you get. And so he, he started with in the morning and midday and later in the day saying the same thing. If you come work in my vineyard at the end of the day, I'm going to pay you X amount, same amount for everybody. All right. So it says the workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when they came, uh, so when those who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last only worked one hour, and they said, or they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first <laughs> will be last. So again, great. it for those that have, you know, I've been a Christian for as of next year, it'll be 20 years, you know? Um, yeah. And um, it has been an absolutely amazing, wild adventure uh, with deeper and deeper and deeper revelation. Um, uh, learned some hard lessons. But the reality is this, the important message behind this for those who were hired first or who agreed to, yes, I am saved first. So say me compared to somebody who just got saved, the important thing is motion forward, right? That's why James says, I will show my faith by what I do. So we are workers in a proverbial field, right? The important right. thing is work. Those workers who received their wages in the parable worked the whole time. 
So maybe they said yes to Jesus, as is the case with this. It's a parable for salvation. Yes to Jesus a long time ago. All right. The important thing is not, all right, I got my fire insurance. All right, we're just going to kick back. No, the important thing is motion forward. And for me, it's like, I I don't get as hung up Monday. I don't know about you, but I don't get as hung up when people are like, oh, but like, what if I say yes to Jesus? And I don't, you know, I, I, you know, but then I just sit around and I do have that fire insurance. And I'm like, I don't know that that's, I, to me, that's kind of beside the point. The important thing is fruit. The important thing is forward momentum, right? So if I believe in something, I'm going to devote myself to it. Now, the thing I love about the thief on the cross is that, like you were saying, he didn't do any of the the amazing things. Like he didn't even completely utter out, I believe in you, Jesus, as Messiah, who has his blood is covering my sin. <laughs> he just said, remember me. And Jesus, yeah, he saw his heart, the condition of his heart. And he was like, obviously, the, the thief had some idea of like, this guy is clearly not us. He's not one yeah. of us. He's clearly not. And he's clearly, there's something to this guy. Please remember me when you go to paradise. So acknowledging that he is going somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Um, if you confess through the mouth, Jesus, Lord, yeah. and believe in your heart, God rose yeah. from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah. We live in a world that is so full of broken promises. It's hard to trust anybody. Hmm. And that's why it's hard for us sometimes to just say, you know, like, let's just put all our chips in on childlike faith. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going all in on Christ. Um but you can, you can know that we are living in a world that Jesus even said, my kingdom's not of this world. Um, but if you can just, like Jeff said, just admit it, believe it. Um, these are your tickets into heaven. And um, so that's why we can thank God for the cross. Um, if you could see all the people in hell right now, uh, the one thing on their mind, aside from the fact that they're like in, in eternal pain and they can't drink water and they can't rest. They can't go to sleep and they're in uh, agonizing heat and melting. And But I, the most tormenting thought that they must think there is, I had my whole life just to do something so simple. And that was to mm-hmm. not be my own God, but just believe that this whole Jesus message was real and it's too late. And that's got to be the most tormenting thought in hell is I had a chance, but now it's too late. And I'll spend forever here regretting that I wasn't like a child and I mm. entered in. And Jesus said that you have to be like a child yeah. to enter the kingdom. That word means perceive. Um, in the Greek, you have to be like a child to perceive the kingdom. So mm. this is all about perception and um, belief. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very scandalous. Like at one on one hand, God is severe. But on another hand, he's he's very like he's got just scandalous grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, a perfect example of this was David Hogan uh, told a story one time and his ministries, I think, raised over 500 people from the dead. But he said there was wow. one witch doctor. Um, yeah, he, he said there was one witch doctor that died cursing God. And David Hogan's ministry had led his kids to Jesus. They left witchcraft. But their dad died, curse you, God, and he died. Um, And because those men were trained to raise people from the dead, uh, those two sons raised their father from the dead. He came back a very humble man, and he began to tell a quick, I'll tell this quick story. Um, 
David Hogan approached the man that died cursing God and was a full-blown warlock or shaman or whatever. And he's like, what did you see? And the guy said, well, there was these two big demons and they're about to carry me off into an eternal lake of fire. He said, yeah. He said, but all of a sudden this man in white appeared in front of me and those demons let me go. And he said, and brother David said, well, what'd he say? And, uh, no, first he said, describe him. And he said, well, he had white robes and he had sandals on, but his feet were like my wife's oven when she cooks our dinner. <laughs> they were like on fire and his eyes were fire. And, and he goes, and his hair was white. And David goes, well, you got the right guy. <laughs> he said, did he say anything to you? And uh, the witch doctor said, he said, knee meets Neki, which is an Aztec, the Aztec language for, I love you. Wow. Jesus told this witch doctor that died <laughs> cursing God. Uh, Dude. You're, you're about to go to hell, but I love you. Hmm. And he gets raised from the dead. The guy got saved. And uh, just think of that. That's pretty yeah. outrageous grace. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, all right. So let's talk about um, kind of two a twofold thing. Blotted out of the book of life theology and I never knew you. Depart from me. I never knew you theology. Um, these are right. two other ways that Satan really exploits believers whose consciences are are weaker or um, they're really being battered in their thought life. These are two areas that Satan also really loves to like exploit. He will. Um, and we just, we just have to know that like, I mean, in this salvation experience, it is, it is up to us and it is crucial that I do what we, what's called uh, tending our garden. We need to make sure that our tree um, is bearing good fruit. And again, that's part of the salvation experience is, you know, the fruits of the spirit are love and joy, peace, patience, mm -hmm. kindness, goodness, faithful, gentleness, self-control against these. There is no law. And that is the bliss of our salvation. That's why it, we can go through trials down here in terrible situations and yet still have the hope anchored and still know that we're saved and be so happy about our salvation. Um, but there are there are going to be hirelings. There are going to be wolves in sheep's clothing um, that use Jesus, you know, and um, they don't surrender to his lordship. Mm. And can you walk in miracles and still be lost in lawlessness? And the answer is yes. You know, you can be a churchgoer. You can be on the deliverance team. Um, you can do all great works. Um, but if if you are living in willful sin. And if yeah. your idol is self, if your idol is you, mm -hmm. uh, not only, not only can you be told depart from me, I never knew you, but your life is going to suck down here. Cause you're going to have no happiness. Yeah. You're going to have no joy. Sin brings death. Your spiritual walk with God will feel dead. Um, and that's free will. And, and a lot of people have argued against free will. How is free will fair? But I think it's actually very fair. I think it's fair that God created us in his image and he wanted to be so non-controlling that he gave us 
free will and you're created in the image of God. So that means um, you're a, your spirit, your body, your soul, but also you are, you have a free will, right? So in the image of God, you have a free will. God has a free will. He could choose to be bad if he wanted, but he chooses not to. You see where I'm going with that? Mm -hmm. And if he's going to create men in his image, they've got to have a free will. Um, and so we, we get to choose, do we want this great invitation into eternal euphoria or do we want to be rebellious? Um, and not enjoy this whole salvation experience and yeah. suffer forever as a result of it. So, but what I found interesting, um, the people in this passage of scripture, uh, that said, uh, Lord, we did many wonderful works in your name and, and we did, we casted out devils in your name. This is yeah. Matthew seven twenty three. Um, you know, we did many wonderful works in your name. Matthew 7, 23, it talks about, and yet I will say that I'm depart from me, workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. Mm -hmm. But here's something kind of crazy to think about. Every word that was coming out of their mouth was I. Yeah. It was never, it, their salvation wasn't like you. Like, what did you do, Jesus? You set me free from sin. You are my Lord and Savior. You. It was the self. It was the idol of self. It was I. They based their salvation. It feels like off of, I was on the deliverance team and I volunteered on the prayer team and I did this and I went to church every Sunday morning. That's kind of that's kind of like a spit in God's face hmm. because Jesus, they're not, it's almost like Jesus died in vain for these kind of people because they think it's about them. Mm -hmm. uh, so the worship of self is a very, um, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a very scary, uh, subject. Well, I think and everybody, we, uh, every, I think every human faces that temptation. Oh, it's big, right? Every, everyone does, um, in some more than others. Sure. Um, but I think that that is the reality is, is everyone faces that doesn't, even if, even if you feel the temptation there and you don't even really have a temptation to give into it, but it's there to grab, a yeah. hold, you know, it's there to grab a hold of. So right. um, yeah. it's there, you know, and, um, and I know a lot of what we say in this interview seems contradictory. Um, but I would argue Christians don't go to hell. If you're a Christian, you're going to go to heaven. But there are people in church that are not Christians. Hmm. And the Bible makes that clear. The Bible says there's going to be tares among you. Yeah. How do you argue with that? That Some people want to just take that and rip it right out of their Bible. Or yeah. there's, there's wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. You know, these are the things that have to grow together. For if the tares were pulled out, the wheat would also. And so... Um, these things have to have to grow together. And at the end of every man's life, we're reaped. And it's the fruit of that, that whole life that's reaped, whether you're bad or whether you're a good fish or whether mm. you're bad and uh, to be tossed back in the ocean. That's yeah. a great, the great net parable puts it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. We've well, got over a lot today. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, I know I said that 
I know I said, guys, I know what I said at the top of the show that we would move into the subject of prophetic, but I think we should hold off. This is a lot. And for some of you, like, you need to just sit with that revelation of like, you are loved. You are so loved. And I feel like a righteous anger towards the people that Satan has really grabbed a hold of and told them that they're not Christians when they're like, they are. And God is so proud of them and delights in them. And it's like, man, like get so angry about that. Um, Just because I've experienced, I too have experienced that condemnation when there was none. And look, guys, if you've got habitual sin in your life and you repent and then a couple weeks or a couple months go by and you fall back in, first off, repent, okay? Repent. It says that he removes our iniquity as far as the east is from the west, which is infinity, by the way. You can always (laughs) keep going west. You can always keep going east, Um, you know. um, But at the same time, man, for those of you who um, are operating in the gifts, but you have been living a very self-motivated lifestyle, repent, repent. That's it. Repent deny yourself and 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 um man be born again Woo! yeah yeah i love that the bible you know actually says test yourselves to see whether you're of the faith mm-hmm. that's a that's a sobering one but um but the enemy is going to try to condemn you and put you in a cage all your life and um you tend to be more hard on yourself than god is and god wants to break that off sincere believers there's a difference between a sincere believer and an insincere believer. Mm. Um, but I would go so far as, as to say that an insincere believer that goes to hell, or we can't even say that a non like, cause I don't believe Christians go to hell. Um, I believe that they, they weren't believers to begin with. Cause mm. if you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, you're going to fall so much in love with him that you will, experience that go and sin no more ecstasy even if you do screw up a few times he's going to help you get over right. your struggles right but, and even that whole thing of like but i'm not as like excited as uh, you know say they're a newer christian like but i'm not as excited as monday is or i'm not excited as jeff is or this person or that person you're also judging yourself based off of a like some of us have a couple of couple of years of lead time of walking with the Lord and tasting and seeing his goodness and the assurance that comes as you walk with him, it gets even more and more and more solidified, which is awesome, you know, and it's just more and more and more exciting. That's the life that we should be living as believers. Come on. And I will say this right there, since you said that, if we can just basically gloss over the prophetic, when I begin to fully embrace my blessed assurance in Jesus and my eternal salvation. I wanted to prophesy over people more. It wasn't a task anymore. It wasn't like a taskmaster. I was, you wouldn't believe it. I went on the streets for 365 days because I couldn't wait to give someone a prophecy, a prophetic mm-hmm. word or pray for them. And they got healed. And we saw Muslims get healed and it was crazy. Um, that's your journey into the prophetic is the foundation of the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, that good news is power packed. Yeah. It's like a power keg filled with uh, not just good news, 
But Isaiah 61, to set at liberty them that are bruised, the opening of prison to them that are bound, proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord to those. And that's what God wants. He wants a happy church. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. You know, I get, T.L. Osborne used to say this, I get worried about ministers and they look angry and they always sound angry. I wonder, are they really preaching the gospel, brother? Are they really <laughs> preaching good news? Because yeah. this is good news, you know. Yeah. Amen. It's got to be good news. Yeah. We need good news in this crazy, maniacal, depressed, addicted world and suicidal world. There's got to be a better life on the other side of all of this junk that's just, and there is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and one other thing I want to hit on really quick, um, and um, because I feel like to hit on this, is some of you listening are like, yeah, like I'm doing all the right things like on paper, like I'm doing all the right things, but I still feel like bombed and I still feel this or that. You know, my question is always like, what, what is, what's your food? What's your food? And I think sometimes we can be in this whole thing of like, look for me, guys, a no fly zone for me with the, with some exceptions is politics. I just don't do well when I'm sitting there looking at every little gory detail of what this candidate's saying, what that candidate's saying. It's also not my mountain. Like I'm not, I am not called to the political mountain. I'm not. Um, and that's why you don't hear me talk that much about politics. Now I do obviously look at the news. I'm not naive, but some of you might be taking in stuff that you don't really have a grace to, to, to ingest. And you think you have, you look, you know, well, I have to keep up with this and this and this, because I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Maybe it's not, or maybe you're supposed to, maybe you've been just taking too much of it in. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been allowing yourself, whatever that is. Um, you know, it could be something that it was a blind spot for you because on the surface, you're like, this isn't a bad thing, you know, but maybe, yeah. maybe you are taking too much of that in. Um, if you think about it, Jesus was really never political, like to save yourself a lifetime of disappointment, like just do what Jesus did. Like he was, he, he knew like that Israel was overtaken by a Roman government and he could have talked about that all day long and let's believe God, you know, uh -huh. like that God's going to take over Israel again. And yeah, um, he didn't spend his time talking about Caesar or talking about how bad it was that Italy was ruling over Israel. He was more concerned with like yeah. just teaching the kingdom of heaven everywhere yeah. he went. Right. And that's, that's good for people. That's good for yeah. you. That's good for others that don't know it. That's good for mm -hmm. people who need to know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like there's that um, for me too, there are things that I can handle that might be too much for someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, and, uh, some people like um, last Monday, I or last Tuesday, we aired an episode that I had I had interviewed Jim Caviezel, and he was talking about some really heavy stuff about sex trafficking and child trafficking specifically, and that's actually a subject that I can, it's heavy, but I can stand up under it. Um, and so yeah. I think it, it 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 it's not. Again, it's not a one size fits all. I don't, I'm not trying to model, especially when it comes to things that are extra biblical, when we're dealing with like the state of the world and things, avenues within the world, I don't just assume I can take on everything. I don't, I don't want to, because, um, 
what ends up happening is I start getting depressed and I start getting, um, and so I think really learning where, you know, what, what types of things we're letting in and do we have a grace to actually take on the weight of that? Um, and that's and, great. And honestly, me being man enough to go, yeah, this other thing, I, it's too much for me. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like there's great. a grace there. Um, you know, and I think that that's, that's a whole nother, you know, avenue of this too. If you are in that place of going, well, guys, I'm dotting every E, I, I'm crossing every T, dotting every I, um, but I'm still feeling X, Y, Z. Well, then you start looking at your food. You start looking at the things that maybe literally, guys, maybe that was a prophetic word for somebody. Maybe some of you need to be mindful of the actual food that you're eating, but that's a whole nother thing. So yeah, like the gospel we were talking about, go back and watch the beginning of this. Go back and watch the beginning. Uh, Monday, uh, can you, can you just pray for the believers really quick? Pray for the people. Would we have time to share that uh, nutshell version of the cross? Oh my goodness. And I eat guys, even after all of my hard work, (laughs) cool encounter cross. I have to tell this. And then can we pray? Is that cool? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, and I will say this, there are people too, that like, you need that joy of your salvation again. And, um, James one says, count it joy when you meet various kinds of trials, you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And that's a great reminder too. Cause a lot of Christians are in that, like that phase of like, man, I'm really facing trials and yeah. temp- temptations. And, and that's when you're supposed to count it all the more joy. Yeah. And um, Jesus even said, when you're persecuted, leap and rejoice, like jump up and down because mm-hmm. um, great is your reward in heaven. Yep. So I'm walking through stuff myself right now, guys. So you're not alone if you are. Just have joy in yeah. the trials. It's possible to yeah. maybe try some practical things, too. Like sometimes I'll just like I have a membership to a water park and. If I'm facing stress, I just go hit the water slides for two hours in the hot sun and I <laughs> feel better again. So yeah. Watch what vitamins you're taking. Yeah. Um, this 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 message is so good that God gave me a dream of probably in the last two weeks, it was like two weeks ago, that I was talking to the cross. <laughs> um it's kind of weird, right? Um, I mean, but God, God does weird stuff, you know, to get our attention. So, you know, I watched a superhero movie the other day and one of the superheroes was a pen that would write things. And, um, I guess I was like, okay, if, if all these Marvel and DC movies are so bizarre, maybe God can give visions that are quite odd as well uh-huh. <laughs> to be received. Yeah. Well, I went to sleep and I had this dream that I was at a party and we were all, it was a costume party during Christmas time. And um, I was dressed up in my costume and I was about to go walk inside and meet all the guest attendants of this great party that we were at. But the problem was in the dream immediately, I knew I was not happy. And it was almost like the costume was what I had all of my desire um, uh, put into, and I, I, I didn't, it was almost like I was hiding behind the costume and I wasn't really experiencing my true self. And so, and that's the feeling I had in this dream at the party. Everyone was dressed up, but no one felt like they were themselves. They were all hiding behind a mask or a costume. And, um, all of the sudden this voice called a phone that 
my son Samuel picked up this phone call at the party and there was someone there looking for me. And Sam was like, dad, you got a phone call. And so I was like, who's calling me at a party? Like how'd they get this house number that I'm at? And so I was like, all right, bring it to me. And I think that's prophetic too. Like Samuel, you know, heard the voice of God and he said, here I am, Lord, you know, um, there's a calling on the Samuel generation mm-hmm. to answer the call. And um, because Eli's eyes might be growing dim and God needs new faces and younger people to carry this great news to this world. Um, I felt like I'm hiding behind this costume. I'm not happy. In a party, you're supposed to be happy. On the phone, this person starts talking to me, and they said, Monday, what are you doing at this party? And I was like, who on earth is this? And they said, look up at the ceiling. So I looked up at the ceiling, and the voice said, what do you see up there? And I looked up at the ceiling, and it was Jesus and Joseph and Mary, and it was baby Jesus. And I was like, well, I see Joseph, there's Mary, I see the baby Jesus, the nativity scene. He goes, but now what do you see? And I look back up and this cross suddenly lit up on top of the ceiling. And the Bible talks about that, how we have to look up, right? Mm -hmm. And um, not look at things on earth. Uh, But It's almost like a prophetic calling, like, let's look up. To where heaven is let's stare into the cosmos and realize where this party truly is so i'm looking at this cross now and i'm like who is this who are you how did you call me how do you have my number why are you calling me at this party and the voice said jeff i am the cross and the cross is where the party is <laughs> And then he hung up. <laughs> I, went, I went, holy cow, for lack of a better word. What? And so it was Jesus's sense of humor. But mm-hmm. there's so many things that you guys could help interpret and unfold. And yeah, man, it's this is jam packed. Like, I think church has gotten distracted by certain things we wear and we put on and we hide behind. And mm-hmm. it's easy to hide behind the fog machines and the the worship. And it's easy to hide behind Sunday morning Christianity. But we've lost the joy and we, we've lost the center focus. And it's like that pill. Someone's like, take this pill and you will experience eternal euphoria. But we hear about the pill every Sunday and we put on our dress clothes for Sunday church, but we go home and we feel devastated. And it's because we're not drinking in the pill. We're not drinking in the revelation of the cross. So this voice that was the cross wanted me to know that the party, what is a party, Jeff? Party on, like Bill and Ted say. Party on, Bill. Party on, Ted. Party is like where we go to have fun, festivity, Dance, laughter, joy, community. I can't wait to go to my 4th of July party with my brother and my dad's coming in town. And we're about to have a blast. I too. that's the way Jesus wants us to feel. It's my brother-in-law's birthday on July 4th as well. So it's going to be a right and proper party. Come on. Yeah. So the party's at the cross. 
Yeah, come on. Isn't that great? Come on. The, yeah, that's the great. party yeah. wasn't in my costume. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily even over Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. It was actually over what he did on the cross. Because hmm. some people put baby Jesus like on the throne, and we need to put the resurrected Savior on the throne. Yeah. Come on. 33 years too early. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So Woo. awesome. Yeah. That's great, man. All right. Well, um, I'd love for you to pray for people, dude. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. And guys, take this prayer. Let every spirit that's been hindering you break off today mm. and just get born again, again. Yeah. <laughs> Will you guys do that with me? Let's do it. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of your son, the son of God, the bread of life. He said, I am the resurrection. <laughs> and I am the life. He said that I am the bread of life. He who eats me will live forever. And he said in Revelation, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. And he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he said, I'm the morning star. And Lord, our eyes have not been fixed on this morning star. In our eyes, we repent today because it has not been fixed on the good shepherd. And I, I repent today because our eyes have not been fixed on the resurrection and the life. And I repent today because our eyes have not been fixed on the bread of life. And I repent today because my eyes have not been fixed on the friend of sinners. His name's Jesus. And we honor you, Jesus. And we come back to our first love today. And we shed off all of the religious garbage the enemy's tried to put on us. And all the taskmaster Christianity that the enemy's tried to put on us. I break that off hmm. of every single listener today. Yeah. I break it off. I break off textbook Christianity. And I release experiential Christianity and I release you to eat of the bread and drink of the wine and to eat the gospel. And I prophesy over all of you that you are now free to enjoy your salvation. I'll say it again. You are now free to enjoy your salvation. Mm -hmm. So enjoy it. Amen. Amen. Name, amen. Yeah. Amen. Monday, how can people follow you? All the exciting stuff that you're doing. I would love people to, you can go to mondaymartin.com, M-U-N-D-A-Y. Uh, I'd love for you to go to my YouTube. Just uh, find me on YouTube. My handle is mondaymartin, M-U-N-D-A-Y, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. There you can find videos. You can also search my name up and find all the past Elijah Fire interviews I've done here with Jeff and one with his sister. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. Your first one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that was good. And um, we've we've covered a lot of great subjects. So I encourage people to go back and watch all of these, these uh, interviews I've done with Elijah Fire. And please go follow me on Spotify, Monday Martin. You can find us there. And appreciate it so much, oh, yeah. guys. Yeah. Also, oh, you don't, don't forget, sorry, contagiouslove.org. 
which follows the dynamic deliverance ministry of my wife, Jennifer Martin, and her beautiful team of dark horse warriors. <laughs> so don't forget that. Contagious We're totally love. slaying right now, man. Come on. I'm yeah. so proud of them all, really. Just yeah. flabbergasted. Awesome. So Monday, thank you so much, man. Love you, brother. It's always so good having you on. All right. Love you too. You guys be blessed. Yeah. Everybody have a blessed Monday evening. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Krista Elisha back. It's been a hot minute, so she's been super busy. So I'm very excited to have my friend Krista back. That's going to be a great time. That is tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, ElijahFire.com slash donate. That's how you get in on supporting this ministry. And you get the twofold, the double whams. You get to support Elijah Fire, but then also just because you donated, a portion goes to our water well efforts and we're doing amazing things over and beyond all that good stuff. So uh, God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Chris Elisha. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.